Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, hackers try to get you to part with your precious Bitcoin by hacking the Twitter accounts of many famous people, including Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and many, many more. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, everybody. If you're the kind of person that always thought Thursday was the day before Friday, which is the day before the weekend, well, Thursday's just got a little better. At least this one, which is July 16th, 2020. Twitter hack rocks the internet. Some of the most influential people in the world got hacked and sent out tweets asking for Bitcoin. I have the complete list of everybody who got hacked in a link in the show notes, but some people that were part of that hack were Bill Gates, Obama, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Kanye West, Wiz Khalifa, Floyd Mayweather, Apple, Uber, Binance, Cash App, Tron, KuCoin. The list keeps going on and on and on. How could this happen? I mean, this is a platform that handles some of the most important communication in the world. The president of the United States tweets and hires and fires and dictates policy on this platform. But for some reason, former presidents, presidential candidates, billionaires can get hacked. And from these verified accounts, anything, any tweet that the hackers can think of could go out and potentially influencing the course of the entire world, the stock market, political elections, and much, much more. Before we get into the news of the day and have on our old friend, decrypt writer, Mr. Tim Copeland, let's get into those Bitcoin and crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And it goes without saying, Bitcoin and crypto is down across the board. The negative press that is coming out for Bitcoin because of this is, well, I think driving down the prices a little bit or making some hot dollars a little squeamish as to maybe the future of Bitcoin. Of course, Bitcoin had nothing to do with this. But again, when Bitcoin is used in the press negatively, it might have a negative effect on the prices. Bitcoin is sitting at $9,123, down 1.1% from yesterday. Ethereum at $233, down 2.7% from yesterday. Litecoin at $42, even, down 3.2% from yesterday. Bitcoin Cash at $222.80, down 2.6% from yesterday. And XRP down almost 3% at 19.2 cents. Now, without further ado, let's get into our main story with Mr. Tim Copeland. Tim, how you doing, man? Nice to meet you, man. Ah. <laughs> I'll guess start that over. Hey, Tim, uh, welcome back to the show. Nice to meet you, Matt. How's it going? You, you said you were out, out eating chicken wings when you when you heard about this hack. Yeah, I was just meeting up with my friend. It was like the evening over here. And then I saw um, on Telegram, someone said, careful, Binance's main Twitter account has been taken over and that they're tweeting a Bitcoin scam. 
And I was like, oh, it's pretty bad. So I shared it in our kind of internal tips channel. Yeah. And then it started spreading and I, I kept checking back in. It was like, and now another person, now another person until it suddenly started hitting people like Elon Musk. And that's when it went truly crazy. All right. So you have to just tell us the, the summary of what happened with this hack. I'm actually just getting up to speed this morning. I found out about it late last night and I was already two pints in. I could care less until I woke up this morning. And so I'm starting to read about this. We're talking Obama, Musk. Um, Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Kanye West. Like, what's going on, dude? It's absurd. Essentially, it's a problem with Twitter. So it's not each of these individual accounts. Fundamentally, obviously, Twitter is a centralized platform. It has the ability to control access to accounts. They can do anything they want, essentially. And so if someone gets access to that, then they can do whatever they want. They're essentially in gob mode on the platform, which is scary if that's in the wrong hands. Some say it was potentially an employee at Twitter and that they were paid to do so. I haven't got any evidence of that. I think that was a report by Vice. Others say potentially it was like an API or something was compromised, but it, it, it does seem like someone had major access at Twitter and were able to do whatever they wanted. And in this case, they actually didn't do as much as they could have done. So is it looking like social engineering or is it looking like an actual effort within Twitter or by some maybe disgruntled employees that are trying to break down the trust in the Twitter system? So there's two theories. Twitter said it was social engineering, whereas I think it was Vice said an employee at Twitter, an employee at Twitter was paid to give hackers access. Any idea who would have paid the employees? I mean, it's that's as speculative as anything. I have absolutely no idea. Obviously, mm -hmm. this is a very common Bitcoin scam that's been around for a while. But this is it's quite next level. Like normally, um, how it would work is you would you would get an account, and they would make it look very similar to Elon Musk. So it would be basically it would be like the same it'd be like at Elon Musk for example. And people might not notice, they see the same profile, the same name, and roughly the same handle, and they think it's Elon Musk. So that's the kind of standard scam that's been around for a while. But that's kind of easy to do. You just set up a you know a profile and just change it around a bit. What's different about this is, is, is that they've got access to Twitter itself. And that's just a totally different ballgame. So that means it, it, it takes it from being the level of just a you kind of average scammer to potentially it could be all the way up to state actors. You don't know, uh, but it could be a, it could be anyone. So they're asking for Bitcoin. I mean, this is a normal scam. They could have done this with any account, any any fake account, as you said. If they get access to these high profile people like, I mean, Barack Obama, <laughs> which is insane. What else could they have done with that access besides maybe asking for Bitcoin? That's an interesting question and a lot of people are saying that twitter got off lightly i mean uh, i think vitalik said they could have caused major damage with a whole host of other things they could have done take elon musk they could have like made him tweet something that would crash the stock price as we all know happens when his account tweets um and then they could have had a short out on the market or whatever i mean some people say that would be easy to track but there's certainly there's a lot of things they could have done um, and with i mean with joe biden's account barack obama's i mean there's a lot you could do politically uh with those accounts i mean imagine the damage they could have done if they had access to donald trump's twitter account which is, it's entirely possible they did have access it's just it's just crazy what they could have done and i think it's actually fascinating that they only did a bitcoin scam
You're 100% right. They could have done a lot more damage. I mean, a lot of these high-profile people, they're probably not even in charge of their own Twitter accounts. They have people doing their Twitter accounts for them. It would probably take hours, if not days, to realize that a tweet went out that wasn't approved or vetted or who was it by, and they would have to you know, circle back between their whole team and go, who sent this tweet? It's entirely possible. Um, I'm sure all the various different accounts work differently. But if it was, say, like a realistic tweet, you know, something that they might have said, but that's a bit different or has a specific purpose, then yeah, it's possible it could have gone unnoticed. How much Bitcoin have they gotten from this hack? So, so far, um, around 12 Bitcoin worth around $120,000. Some of the crypto exchanges have stopped transactions to those addresses, which is a very good measure, but it's entirely possible that it, that number might keep increasing. With the amount of exposure this has had, people might not notice it's a scam and they might keep sending money to the address, you know, and then it could just keep going up and it get even worse. Actually, not that much Bitcoin. So they, I think a lot of people are getting off really lucky with this hack. I'm looking at this as technology. I'm looking at this as security and as trust, I would say. What are the ramifications to these high-profile people using Twitter? Um, and what is the ramifications to Twitter itself as a trusted, secure network that handles some of the most important communication in the world from the leaders of the world and from prominent figures. So the ramifications to the Twitter users are probably pretty small. Like some people might blame like Elon Musk or whoever for the Bitcoin scam, but fundamentally the fault lies with Twitter. They're the ones that got exposed and they're the ones responsible for this mess. And I mean, their stock price has already gone down by a few percent um, and they're going to face a lot of questions. They've already had political pressure on how they're going to deal with this. Uh, and certainly the implications are, I mean, pretty big when you think about the direct messages involved. I mean, if the hackers were able to see the direct messages of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, potentially even Donald Trump, who knows what they might have seen. I think what I read was that they were able to change the email addresses for the account so they were able to log in if that was how it worked then it's possible they would have been able to see the DMs. Wow. They were able to see the DMs, possibly. That's big. Yeah, I mean, so I don't know if that, if that's the case, but it's possible that they had that much access. How do you think Twitter should rectify the situation with its users? That's a challenging question. Um, I mean, that it's such a massive blunder with almost global geopolitical implications. Like, I don't know, giving a free $5 gift card ain't going to do much. Well, if you send me a $5 gift card, I'll send you a $10 gift card back. I mean, you know, imagine if they started handing out free Bitcoin as a, as a reward. No one would believe it. <laughs> oh, no, it's been hacked again. <laughs> That's hilarious. Actually, it's not. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think blockchain or decentralized technologies could have prevented or can change the system for the future that this doesn't happen again? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was quite interesting because some people called it a Bitcoin hack, but really it showed the weaknesses in the centralized system like Twitter, which actually makes the case for decentralized technology like Bitcoin. So I thought that was kind of a strange way to portray it. I mean, certainly, so Jack Dorsey has already spoken out about how much he wants to decentralize Twitter, um, which would help make it safer against attacks like these. But it seems a long way off. There doesn't seem to have been that much progress made. They haven't kind of made any announcements that they've you know, got any technology ready or beta going. Um, so I think it's certainly a long way off before we start seeing a decentralized social media platform on, a, on, a, on the kind of scale that Twitter is on.
my first thought when I saw this, I was like, damn it, another black mark on Bitcoin. Because, of course, everybody calls this, like you just said, a Bitcoin scam or a Bitcoin hack or people wanted Bitcoin. I mean, if this was the U.S. dollar, nobody would say they wanted dollars. Of course they wanted dollars. But since it's Bitcoin, it's just another blemish on the Bitcoin record. Do you feel that that way? And do you think that, and this is a big question, do you think, opinion wise, do you think that more scrutiny from on a national level will be on Bitcoin? So we'd actually been thinking we hadn't had a good hack in a while. And then obviously this happens, you're like, oh, that makes up for it. But I don't think it will affect Bitcoin's reputation. I mean, people say, you know, it's, it's plagued with notions of scams and hacks, but fundamentally, Bitcoin doesn't care. The Bitcoin network just keeps running. Like, it doesn't have a PR team, but it, you also, you can't damage its reputation and break the network because of that. Like, it, it operates very differently from a company. The question is whether or not regulators and governments will start to crack down on it more because of something like this. And I think, I mean, I think that would be a misunderstanding because fundamentally Twitter is at fault here and Bitcoin worked perfectly. It worked exactly as it works. It transfers money from people who want to send money from A to B. I think if this is the catalyst for a crackdown, that would be a mistake. But governments may well just want to ban Bitcoin. But the question of whether they can do that is still a valid question. Um, there's certainly a lot of challenges if they want to try and ban it. I mean, there's there's a lot of things they can ban, but whether or not they can actually stop the technology itself is another question. Tim, thank you very much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Nice to have a chat. And in other news, Congressman Tom Emmer, co-chaired the Congressional Blockchain Caucus, defends Bitcoin in the wake of the Twitter hack. And here to talk about it is Mr. Stephen Graves, managing editor of Decrypt.co and author of this article. So following yesterday's attack on Twitter, a lot of news organizations ran with the headline Bitcoin scam. Soon afterwards, US Congressman Tom Emmer, co-chair of the Congressional Blockchain Caucus, tweeted that Bitcoin isn't the problem, centralized control is, seemingly in reference to the attack. Assuming that's the case, he seems to be pointing out that Twitter's centralised nature left it vulnerable to attack, and when it was attacked, the attackers gained access to sweeping powers held by its admins. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey himself is aware of the perils of centralised control. Last year, he established Blue Sky, a Twitter-funded team tasked with creating an open standard for decentralised social media. At the time, he said that, We're facing entirely new challenges that centralised solutions are struggling to meet. For instance, centralised enforcement of global policy to address abuse and misleading information is unlikely to scale over the long term without placing far too much burden on people. But when it comes to misleading information, Bitcoin scams certainly seem to fit the bill. Jack Dorsey, in the wake of the Twitter hack, tweeted, Tough day for us at Twitter. We all feel terrible this happened. We are diagnosing and will share everything we can when we have a more complete understanding of exactly what happened. Love to our teammates working hard to make this right. Jack Dorsey then retweeted and linked in the thread Twitter supports tweets regarding this incident. They said, We've detected what we believe to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools. We know they used this access to take control of many highly visible, including verified accounts, and tweeted on their behalf. We are looking into what other malicious activity they may have conducted or information they might have accessed and will share more when we have it. Once we became aware of the incident, we immediately locked down the affected accounts and removed tweets posted by the attackers. Internally, 
We've taken significant steps to limit access to the internal systems and tools while our investigation is ongoing. More updates to come as our investigation continues. The link to the entire thread is in the show notes. I'm looking forward to see what else Twitter support has to say. And in news that's not Twitter hack related, Samsung Galaxy smartphones add support for Stellar blockchain. What this means is the Stellar Foundation is the fifth cryptocurrency network to integrate with the blockchain key store following Tron, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and Clayton. This means that Stellar's private keys are stored within your smartphone so that you can easily and safely use it with dApps. What this looks like is your dApp is downloaded from the app store. You open it just like any other app and you can use this private key being unlocked by facial recognition or your fingerprint to purchase or log in seamlessly and safely. So far, the Samsung blockchain key store is only supported by Galaxy devices, Galaxy S20 series, the Galaxy Note 10, and the Galaxy S10 series. I've used this sort of service with Trust Wallet in their built-in web browser, and I can tell you, it is wonderful. I hope more phones get it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Tomorrow's Friday. So tomorrow is going to be our long form podcast where we do an op-ed or an interview. And tomorrow's interview, we have Camila Russo, who wrote a book about the history of Ethereum. The book is entitled The Infinite Machine. And we talked to her about writing it, about the history, and some sneak tidbits about the Ethereum founders. And don't forget to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, a comment, and share with your friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling.